0: TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives.
1: This is Inside the Champion's Mind, featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce.
0: Welcome to Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything that you do. I'm Lawrence Tam, co-founder of The Wellness Couch, and my champion mindset co-host, Ninja Marcus Pierce.
1: Ninja! Ninja! LT, how are you, man?
0: I'm good. I'm good, man. It's, man, no uh, one
1: has ever, ever called me a ninja.
0: Uh, I don't know. It just came into my mind. I don't know why I said that, but... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, we're going to have to do some uh, Mindset Ninja today. Yeah, um, looking forward to it. Because, you know, last, um, last episode we talked about, you know, what you can do post-summit, you know, or post-seminar or post-workshop, you know, how to really engage yourself to make sure that you take some, some knowledge and progress and move forward with it. Now, I thought we would discuss today's podcast on something completely different because it's what well, caring, I guess it's sort of the same thing on the same mm. light because as all of you would know, that every time you come after a seminar or your workshop you go home you have all these great ideas you're passionate about what you learn you're gonna go home and basically you're gonna tell a friend or a family member or a spouse or whatever everything that you learned and guess what happens usually
1: well that's not gonna work
0: yeah that's not gonna work what it's... are you doing that for yeah. that's was a waste of time you What a waste don't... of money <laughs> you exactly. could have gone on a holiday with that money <sighs> Oh man! So you get this resistance. Paid the bills with that money, exactly. Could have
1: bought a car with that money. (laughs) What'd you do that for?
0: Uh, So it's uh, it's it's, you get that resistance, and so I think all of us um, have resistance uh, in our life and criticism, and uh, not. I mean, man, have we been getting criticized? Uh, I know my profession, especially, um, has been criticized by you know a certain group um you know we'll call them skeptics uh quote unquote and uh you know just basically um you know criticizing what we do actually the you know what i'm actually proud that the wellness guys has made it to this top skeptic list um to be (laughs) because i never realized we were that big and we made an influence
1: can i just say when you're having a million downloads a year it's only natural that some people are going to take wind of it and not approve and as you say it's just a sign of your success yeah, it's the price well, of success
0: it is it's it's one of those things though is when um it's go to that like but let's talk about that quote right i love this quote you know that quote um by the german philosopher and i'm gonna butcher this yeah, Schopenhauer. i was gonna say schopenhauer damn hey, i could have yeah, i could have got if... some uh, good credibility here on the, my english <laughs> <laughs> damien who actually would love that it's english much english would we'll have turned it into it's english this. for a little bit <laughs> So the quote is, all truth passed through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Second, it is violently opposed. And third, it is accepted as being self-evident. And um, I think that we're actually going through that in my profession, but I want to take it out of our context of our profession. I want to take it to the context of everyday life for all our listeners, because I am sure that all of us has been criticized uh, by someone uh, or group or whatever for the things that we believe in, for what we do. Um, whether it be you decided to go with a paleo diet or you decided to, you know, run a marathon or, you know, just think differently, you know? Go or, on
1: a diet, go to a wellness event, go yeah. to any kind of event. Or um, go after
0: your dreams, like, you know? Go after your dreams, spot <laughs> yeah. on. Just, just going after your dreams Do and your something goals. for
1: yourself. Yeah, someone's <laughs> going to criticize you. and If I, you were a little bit selfish one, someone would have ridiculed you. <laughs> yeah, it's,
0: it's funny. And, and just being criticized and ridiculed for just having good hair is is a daily occurrence for me at the wellness <laughs> guy show and porcelain <laughs> and skin, porcelain
1: skin. <laughs> you're being violently opposed <laughs> <laughs> that's right it will be truly self-evident sooner or later i'm sure <laughs> i don't know i don't know if we'll ever get to phase three for ULT.
0: <laughs> oh man uh, uh, we're digressing so far but anyways let's uh, let's talk about how to handle criticism i think it's uh it's a uh, uh, let's deal with why criticize why do people criticize? Why do you think, Marcus? Why do people criticize? Why can we not
1: live in a world where people can just get along? Well, if everyone got along, and I say this more with a media background, if everyone got along, the world would be goddamn boring. <laughs> if everything was if everything was just hunky dory in the sun shone every day, people would grow tired of life. We need the seasons, we need criticism purely for me as a from a personal level. Need it to make us stronger. We need it to have our tests, our beliefs tested. We need it to, to, for us to ask ourselves, is this the path I really want to choose? Um, and sometimes criticism is, is an opportunity. Uh, sometimes it feels like a forced opportunity to really ask ourselves the questions that we don't often ask ourselves. And that is, am I being the person I want to be? Am I doing the things I want to do? Um, because if that criticism is really affecting me mentally, emotionally, then then what does that mean? Um, criticism can be fantastic. Mm.
0: I think so, too. It's it's almost attributed to not attribute. Sorry, that's probably the wrong word. But I almost related to um, when you go after a goal, like, you know, all of us go after a goal. When the the, once a decision is made, the first thing that comes up is always resistance. Mm. Well, you it's know it's always stage. a barrier
1: it's a, it's a, yes it's a, the ridicule or the self-ridicule because of a lowered self-esteem or lowered self-confidence or external ridicule
0: mm. and i think that's like that first is like the universe just giving you something go well you decided to move forward are you really up for the challenge mm. and um and i i see you know criticism just like that as that being the first hurdle of your achieving your goal or your path
1: yeah, and well, I think, you know, when we talk about criticism in itself, there's so many different um, benefits to it, but most people, would you agree, really only see the the, the negative side of criticism, the path that they don't feel like there's any good to it.
0: Oh, for sure. I think, you know, we're all humans, right? And, and certain, certain, some of us will be able to handle criticism very well, like I know some people like you know, that I'm related to or um, just, you know, friends with. And some people can't handle criticism very well at all. I remember um, I couldn't even handle criticism from my wife, and every time she criticized me, it was like, "What? You know, you're attacking my character. You know, yeah. like you just go on to this whole rant, rant about yourself inside internally, and you know, you don't love me." Da 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 da. And for me, it's like it took me a long time to, you know, grow. I guess you know, "quote unquote," grow a thicker skin, um, and and just to accept that it's not criticizing. Me as a character or a person, it's just an observation, and it's whether I choose to accept that observation as part of my life to improve it, or do I just say that you know do I accept it as? Listen, we're just going to have to agree to disagree.
1: Yeah, well, you're spot on, LT. When you spoke about your wife there, I I totally relate to that, and I think there's a couple of things here. I definitely think. Uh, you know, sitting here as a 32 year old, I would definitely say that as you get older, you, be, you learn how to deal with criticism more. But the other thing that you say is the person who's doing the criticizing plays a very big part in um, one's response to the criticism. Ah, oh, credibility. you got a massive, you yeah, know, so, so I true. Think, so true. Um, and, that, and that, I think, at, at any age, that can be a tricky thing. Because it's what that individual person says and what role they play in our life. If your wife says something about you, or if someone you have never met before says something about you from a critical perspective, you're going to be much more um, impacted by it if it's your wife. I think that's, and we all would, because there's a, di- a deeper level of love there. Mm. And but I think you're so, you also you also handle
0: that so differently too. Is if my wife, you know, you know, if you're listening to this, darling, and. You know, I know you love me, uh, but you know, if she, she, uh, if she criticizes me, like obviously I would, you know, I'm at first, you know, this is a long time ago. I, I'm actually m- much better at it now. Like at first I would be like resisting against that. Um, mm. but now it's more like, okay, well I'll listen to what she has to say and, you know, I'll go through my head and actually evaluate whether or not that's true or not. Or, you know, if I yeah. saw something complete, because the thing is, is that we often get criticized on something is because we often fall, um, short on looking at the whole picture, You know, sometimes, I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, let's think from a perspective of the other side, okay? The person who's actually doing the criticism or criticizing, sorry, um, or the group or whatever, they're actually thinking from their perspective and they're thinking that they are actually right, you know, from their perspective.
1: And often they don't think that they're criticizing. (laughs) Yeah, no,
0: it's basically the truth. Like they it's think just it's just an that's observation,
1: the and there's no doubt about it. It is what it is. Yeah, it is exactly.
0: It's like, well, that is the truth. You know, that's exactly what it is. But you, you know, but we are the one who take it personally. We're the one who take it emotionally. And, and um, but they don't see it any other way. And um, sometimes it, that, and you know, that hurts obviously from from certain people. And uh, but I think we need to move forward. So I think this whole podcast is all about just how to handle that um, criticism and whether or not it's actually valid and how do you move forward from it.
1: Yeah, so I think the first signpost is who's doing the criticizing because I think like and, and we have to recognize, well, are we making this too big, too big an issue? Is the person who's doing the criticizing not really relevant to either your life now or your future life? So really the criticism is not even relevant to you right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then how do we actually respond to criticism? Mm. Because you know, as you and I are saying, some criticism is fabulous. Especially, you know, I've written down here criticism that is delivered in a in a, in a wonderful tone, mm. a great tone of voice, will not often feel like criticism if it's mm. done well. Like if you can preframe something in a way, like for example, I think of the Wellness Summit, LT, mm. and people would say, "I love I love this event. It was so good. Next time you do it." Can you please? This is from the Gold Coast. People would say, "Next time you do it, can you please put? um, Can you make it more wellnessy? Like, can you put some exhibits here and some exhibits there? Because you know the room was great, but outside it didn't feel it didn't feel like a wellness summit. Mm. That was criticism, right? But it was constructive, and it was said in a way that I didn't feel criticised. It was actually an opportunity to improve. And I often think most people that are criticising. Deep down, they're not doing it to try and tear us down. Yes, there are some that are that are deliberately trying to tear you down. So it's not even a, a criticism; it then becomes a, an attack. But most criticism is designed, I think, to help a person improve themselves, either yeah. a trait or a behaviour of some sort.
0: Well, I think that's that's part. I think that could be a step in itself. You know, it's deciding whether it's actually you know. So the person obviously matters, but it's also looking at the second step is does the critic is it actually a criticism as a recommendation to improve or is it just to attack just blatantly there to attack you mm. you know what I mean like so for example, like recently um you know there was a blog post about you know say the wellness guys we, we've been called the wellness evangelist right i'm like oh i didn't realize I was an evangelist um you know and and you know taking that into a negative connotation right but yeah, we are preaching wellness, <laughs> and you know the thing is, is that the um the the You know, when I look at our iTunes, I just actually went on the iTunes, um, the uh, ratings and and, and reviews for the wellness guys. And just as on the the Australian site, I mean, obviously we get ratings for, you know, in all the Canadian and American sites and US and and also in Europe and stuff. But on the Australian site alone, we have 157 five star ratings. Wow. It's amazing. 157 five star ratings. Um, I think it was like maybe, I don't know. Thirty, somewhat four-star ratings, and I swear there's like there's like a handful, like less than five in each of the. There's one one-star rating or three one-star rating or one two-star rating. So, like it's such a small percentage. I think it's almost like one, like less than one percent gives us a, a three-star or below out of you know all the people who are rated. Then we got to look at go well. That's kind of evident of the people who are actually listening and actually saying. You know that we are actually doing a good job, and we actually—if you read the reviews and say, you know, we're doing an amazing job, and that's changing people's lives. You know, people are putting it on there and how it's affecting their life. Then you got to look at well, then obviously whatever that blog post is it's just a blatant attack yep. to try to tear us down. And well, yeah, but and- that's that's exactly the purpose. Is usually when you when you do something big and when you get to a point. There's always going to be then. There's actually notice, and then there's always going to tear you. Whether it be media, and you work the media. I mean, that's what yep. they do, right? Anybody who actually goes to a certain point, they're always going to be someone to tear you down. There always be someone who kind of brings it to the opposite side, just to kind of almost create balance.
1: Of course that's it, and that's why I said earlier, like if it was a beautiful day every day, no one would watch the news. If the six o'clock news was five million people drove home tonight after finishing work at five o'clock and had dinner with their three kids at five thirty and they read a bedtime story and went to bed. Who would watch the news mm. If everyone got along and everything just happened beautifully all the time, life would be boring. Um, and, you know, when you're talking about the iTunes examples earlier, I think what I was thinking was, well, who do we listen to? Do we listen to the three or four people with the with the ratings of one or two stars or do you listen to the 157 with five stars? Um, and when you're saying that, I thought of uh, that great John D. Martini quote and it goes like this, when the voice and the vision on the inside is more profound and more clear and loud than all the opinions on the outside, then you've begun to master your life. And I'm like, mm, I that to that. me is criticism to a T. It's like what's louder? Are you listening to the external voices or are you listening to your internal voice more? Mm. If, you're, if you're listening to your internal voice more, criticism doesn't matter. You just push on, you push forward, you know that those voices are always going to be there but do you treat them like whispers or do you treat them like screams? And I think that's just a really such a key point to actually move forward on in life with.
0: That's a great quote and I love that analogy about just sort of listening to you know your your own voice and just follow your passion and do what you believe it's right now how do you marcus i'm sure you've been criticized what were some of the tips that you would give someone on how to manage that mental headspace to receive and you know when they're receiving criticism how do you move forward from there
1: well there's a couple of things that i think of first of all is for me i often i often like to think about what it's like to be criticized Hmm. like when it's not happening um because i'm i am the eternal optimist so and I've always I've always been more what you we we would call more positive than negative. Mm-hmm. Um so but I've always I've actually been and maybe I say this in a former life uh, especially when I used to work in radio especially in radio because I was a bit of a pressure head I was I was uh, grumpy is not the word but I was intense you know me LT. I can be a bit intense and relentless. And if someone wasn't up to scratch especially in radio because it moves so quickly i would I wouldn't tolerate it, and I think I was quite critical mm-hmm. um and when I look at it now, I think okay well in in dealing with criticism, um not only do I like to think in advance how am I going to respond to it because it is inevitable, like mm-hmm. this is the thing we were talking about this earlier. criticism is inevitable, but I think the key is is one know that it's not your opinion. And as we were just saying, whose opinion is more important, yours or someone else's? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other, th- and then the other thing is, is to surround yourself, surround yourself with wonderful people. And I think in the, the, the case of criticism, who are a little bit older, mm. because they're not only are they older, they're wiser because they've lived on this earth longer than than, than you have. Usually, and usually, <laughs> yeah, usually. <laughs> and they know they've been criticised themselves. Mm -hmm. And they're more emotionally detached from it.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think that's the thing is that it's about um, having that evaluation from that critical person who's actually been able to go through those experiences and actually help you deal with them. And I think one of the things that they would say is that you need to evaluate that that whatever thing is being said about you, and if that's actually true, I think there's, like you said, you know, there's criticism that actually is value, val, valid, um, valid reasons. I guess is more probably the best word for it. It's more like there. You got to look at it. Is this true? Are you seeing it from all perspective? Because sometimes, I mean, man, we, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of this, and I'm sure you are too, as well as when we're passionate about something, we're blindsided about. You know, knowing, seeing the whole truth because you only want yep. to see the tunnel vision. And this is the same thing on the opposite side as well with people people who are criticizing. You only see the one truth and they don't see everything. Um, and so oftentimes we just get, you know, tunnel vision. So I think it's a good time to evaluate and just kind of take a step back and, and evaluate whether or not we are, you know, looking at the entire picture properly you know the whole open field and when you can do that and you go okay you know what you can then decide at that point whether or not you are actually on the right path or not and if you're not then you know either change your views or adapt to it or if you are then you know you're moving forward then you know that hey i'm I'm sticking by this because i believe that's the evidence and the experience that i have that this is the the best um best opinion that i can form at this moment in time
1: can i put you on the spot
0: Uh, okay (laughs) No, of course. How am I going to say no to that?
1: (laughs) Can you think of a time when you've been criticised and it affected you for a short or a long time? But now, with the beauty of time, you can look back on that criticism and recognise how it served you. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's tons of times I've been criticized. Um, And at the time,
0: you know, I felt that it was invalid. And I I can't think of any particular examples, um, you know, that are, you know, really deep-seated ones. Um, But, you know, with time is always you look back. Actually, here's a – actually, I don't have an example. I can't think of one. But there's definitely times where um, it could be criticized the way I, I speak, for example um yep. in, in okay let's t- let's take that for example um with the balance guys we've been doing this for two years and one of the things um the criticisms that been that's uh, been people have been saying is is you know the way i speak in terms of i guess my grammar and my english right so my chinglish as uh do you, you know, seriously
1: get criticized for that oh you know we just
0: i just got a facebook message the other day um saying that you know love you guys actually it was an email i think i love you guys or a facebook post or whatever love you guys could you just tell lawrence that especially doesn't have an x in it oh I was like <laughs> wow awesome thanks i didn't even know i said it that way but all right I don't mean to. But it could be you could be mistaken that it might be my Canadian accent mixed in with some Australian twang, and, Yeah, you know, so maybe it's that I said, but I didn't realize I said that. You know, at first I read that and going like, "Are you serious?" Like, you know, that that's the thing that bothers you the most. <laughs> you know, forget about
1: all the things we've done for two years, but that's the one thing that you're yeah.
0: gonna get home. So, like little things like that. I, I she I, wants um, you to
1: be driving to work going, especially, ex- ex- especially, yeah. see, especially, ex- I just said ex-
0: especially, 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 especially. <laughs> um. So you know, at first time. Um, when, you know, if you look at the early days, I guess when the show was started, you know, when um, Damien used to, I mean, this is off the air, obviously Damien and Brett used to laugh at me. And at first, you know, it kind of bothered me a lot, actually. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's, I don't, I don't even know if they knew this. So they, they're going to be listening to this and they, they're going to feel really bad now. So, <laughs> but no, at first it did really bother me to a point. And, you know, I'll laugh about it, and joke about it. But, you know, one of the things I learned from it is that, you know what, that's actually part of who I am. You know, like I said, most people don't know my history. Um, I was born in Canada, but I actually left um, Canada to live in Hong Kong for about four years between the ages of five and nine. So I actually, you know, started learning English, obviously at five zero, as much English language as you can learn. And then I started in brand new language, um, which is Chinese and Cantonese uh, for four years of my life. And I never and I came went back to Canada when I was about nine or 10, which means I had to start learning English again. But you got to remember, I'm going against, you know, kids who have, you know, spoken English all their life, the basic grammars were, you know, year one, two, and three. And uh, I started my, my English grammar, quote, unquote, in year four. So it's like, well, I don't have that fundamental, like, I guess, foundation. In, in terms of English, not that I'm using this as an excuse, but you know that's no, my this background. This
1: is fascinating. This is right? fascinating.
0: So you know, so I've never thought of me. I knew I was a terrible speller, I was a terrible grammar, but I never realized how bad it was until I started writing emails and 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 people actually saying like you know that's you know that's incorrect and all the stuff and and the way I speak now obviously because I'm you know on on the show all the time. So you know, at first, like I said, it really took me. You know, I, I you know, it took it to heart that that this was happening, but I can't correct it. Well, I can if I really want the time, spend the time and relearn all the stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, well, it is me. You know, it's okay. not that important to me um, that I correct it. And it's part of who I am. And so I think for me now, it's like I've accepted that this is who I am. And, you know, so one of the compensation for that is that I have, a, you know, emails that I send. It's like a, I have a PS. You know, yeah,
1: oh, can I read it? Can I steal your thunder? Yeah, so
0: let me, let me. Yeah, you, can, you can read it, but <laughs> it, it is not from, I actually, I saw this on a guy, I think it's Michael Port, who actually did this first. So I kind of took it from him and I thought, that's brilliant. That this was is perfect brilliant. for me. So because, go
1: ahead. Yeah, well, I was writing down here, you have turned a, a criticism into a strength, right? You have actually um, heeded this and actually just made it a natural part of who you are. And so now on your emails, it says, PPS, this email is a natural product of my thoughts. The slight variations in spelling and grammar is my gift to you at no extra charge. I believe it enhanced. This says, I believe it enhanced rather than enhances. Yeah. See, there you <laughs> it go. <goes>. individual character <laughs> and uniqueness and in no way are to be considered flaws or defects. Full stop. Yeah. I, I love should. it. It's the
0: best. <laughs> so I've got to give credit where credit's due. It's, it's from Michael Poor. I think I switched around a couple of words and probably made that, you know, <laughs> grammatically <laughs> out of those <laughs> grammatical errors just to, to make sure that it's actually from me.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know what? What I thought of it was, you know, and this is not personal to the girl or man that emailed you about um, especially, but it just goes to show that when we criticize, perhaps we don't know the whole story. So before we criticize and often criticism is a very emotional thing so we often criticize at the height of emotion but when we criticize, it's probably wiser to consider the whole story before we decide to actually make uh, that critique because often the critique is not fully justified because if you listen to LT's story about learning English, um, it's it totally makes sense that might there might be a few missing letters here and there, um, <laughs> or just made up words in general. You know, because people that have learned English have learned it since they were born. Like literally, that's you know, for me, I've I've heard nothing but English since I was zero um, hours. You know, like or you know, nine months in the womb. Yep. Um, it's so all we've heard, so it's a massive difference to have a break. Um, like that. Um, and then have to relearn it all again. Like it's. Well, it's, I think
0: most people don't re- obviously they don't realize it because i don't have an accent per se well you know my english is I, I do have an accent it's kind of like a slash english like a canadian slash australian but they're all in english they just assume that i know english really well because yeah. i don't speak with a chinese accent for example can you speak cantonese uh, I used to be able to fluently, um, obviously I don't now because I'm out of practice, you know, but if I was just, you know, if I was to go to Hong Kong and speak Cantonese, they would kind of look at me funny too. It's like, you're Chinese. How come you can't speak Chinese? So so I can't win. So like, I have to go to like Europe or something and try to speak French, but then they'll say, you're Canadian. How come you don't want to speak French? Anyway, so I
1: just digress. Right. Man, we'll have to send you to New Zealand. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, it's oh wow.
0: Anyways. So, um, anyway, so well, let's get back on topic here. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, so- we
1: were just talking. yeah, sorry, no? You go first. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, we were talking about the guidelines to actually dealing with criticism. So, it's like, do we? Okay, and, and you and I were saying there were three. One, do we accept the criticism? Mm, um, yep. That's you know, that's a big thing. And again, I think it really comes down to who is applying the criticism. But someone you genuinely respect then listen. I'd listen to anything LT tells me about anything. Yeah. I'd listen to anything Damo tells me about anything. Um, and same with Bredo. Like, you know, I, the people that you respect, you would naturally just listen to their words. And your wife, don't forget Sarah. Of course. I, I seriously, <laughs> <laughs> she I learn a lot. She's two years older than me as well. So anyone that's older than me, generally, I will uh, listen to because I often think they're, they're wiser. Um, and then it's evaluate the criticism. Like, let it sit with you, you know. How does it? How does it feel? Does it ring true? Do you think it's a load of you know what? Um, but I think it's really important to sit with it. A lot of people just accept criticism far too easily. Yeah, it's for sure. Almost wallflower like. like, no, hold on a minute. Like, where are you in all of this? Yeah, yeah. I it's, think it's, it's so both important.
0: ways, right? You accept criticism too easily, and but also some people just reject criticism too easily too. Yeah. That they just actually like, you know,
1: find that with health. Um, you know, you're talking to a patient and you say, and they go, Well, what can I do to do this? and you go, Well, you might say, Well, cut out gluten. They go, Well, I couldn't do that, I couldn't stop eating bread, I couldn't do this, doing that. And so, normally, if we're yeah, resistant to suggestion or if we're resistant to criticism, we're normally resistant to, to suggestion or change, full stop.
0: Hmm. But I think the evaluation comes here is that you need to evaluate whether or not that criticism is really valid to you as a person. You know, that do actually accept it that you know um i actually someone trying to say is that when someone criticizes you you got to think well is that really true you know do i actually really do that or do i believe in that or am i that as bad as this person thinks i am you know if that's the criticism say yeah. and you know what the proof is in the pudding right the proof is in the people who believe in you and you know anybody who knows me you know this blog would have been it's just ridiculous you know, it's it's absolutely ridiculous because it's nothing. They just basically find things that it was very hard to find anyways. But um, it's just you have to evaluate whether, yes, we talked about the finding the truth of the person, but you have to evaluate whether or not that actually is who you are. Yep. And I think if it's not, then just discard it. Just move on.
1: And if you're unsure, ask people that you trust. Like mm, it's a pretty vulnerable position to be in. But if you have people that you really trust and respect, just ask them. Mm. You know. exactly um, um
0: and the third thing I, I think well then is that once you decide whether it fits you are you going to ch- then you need to decide to engage either engage this is step three engage or disengage right engage in a manner that you're going to have a healthy conversation about it you know with that person if you choose to to engage with non-emotional attachment to it which is really difficult but as much as you can is to engage and go and then find out more and how you can improve it's about if this is about growth if the criticism is about growth and, and who you are as a person, then I think it's it's an important discussion to have, and to help you grow to the next level. But if it's something that you believe, it's strongly believe that this is just a really bad criticism that it doesn't reflect on who you really are, then I suggest you disengage.
1: Especially if you know um, that there's no way you can win. You know, mm. if if you come home from a wellness summit. And and the other half or a best friend is going. What'd you do that for? What a waste of money. What a waste of time. You're never going to learn anything. La la la. You know what? It's probably you're going to probably wasting oxygen attempting to even um, uh, uh, engage in a mature conversation. I think that's where leading by example or what it, you know just the silent leadership, servant leadership, just being quiet and going about your business. I think that's often more powerful than trying to have a a win lose conversation where there's gonna end up a winner or a loser because yeah. that's generally a lose lose by the end of it. Well exactly it's it's also it's a it's what you it's
0: not everything what you say is actually what you do. You know, it's what you do with the things that you're gonna say. Are you actually gonna do it or are you just gonna say it like someone says, you know, I'm gonna go exercise, I'm gonna go exercise, but you actually don't do it, then that's kind of yeah. you know, the proof that you're not really totally engaged with it. So I think so you either to choose to engage in that conversation or you disengage because if it's going to just be a heated argument or it's just going to be an emotional attachment to it then it's not worth it like i attribute it to almost like two football teams you know fighting off each other in the grand final and one fan says to you know to the other fan it's like well like does it really matter you're never going to change your mind it's yeah, not like you're going to switch no, I, teams you know what i mean it, you're going to be passionate you're going to stick to it no matter what's going on even your team loses you still think that you know you blame on the referees or something or the empires and uh, it's you, it's it's a it's a lose-lose situation so when there's a lose Situation, I would disengage. If it's can
1: so. I share a can I just share a story before we finish up? Yeah, go ahead. Um, Damo and I uh, were interviewing on the most recent um, edition of 100 Not Out. Um, Alan and Jeanette uh, Wakelin, who, uh, when we spoke to them, they were 235 um, consecutive marathons through their 365 marathons in 365 days mm, um, event. Every wow. single day, a marathon. Do you know how much criticism they got from people uh, before they actually started off? You'll never be able to do that. How could you do a marathon every day for a whole year? You guys are crazy. What a stupid girl that is. As if you're going to be able to do that. And they're doing it on raw food like fruits, veggies, nuts, seeds. Wow. Um, and they're 200 and probably now they're up to 240, 245. Simply amazing. And they they didn't have to fight the criticism. They just went out and did it. Mm. You don't have to go, well, we'll prove you wrong. Blah, blah, blah. You just go out and be your best version of yourself and just the proof is in the pudding. Well, that's the thing is that, you know, this world has been
0: shaped by people who just listen to themselves which we used the quote of Martini before and forget about the people and they believe in what the voices inside their own head rather than the voices on the outside. And this is what you know this world has been shaped i mean we've had so many people in this world who are shaped. you know we got martin luther king you know gandhi and you know just to name a few i mean those guys have shaped the way this world works and functions and what we believe in now and there's gonna be so many more people um that would continue to do that and continue to shape the world and how we believe things and it's because of those people so i will leave you with this quote and uh this quote i think is you know one of the best quotes that that I think for for this particular podcast, it's called "The Reasonable Man Adapts Himself to the World." The unreasonable one persists in trying to adapt the world to himself. Therefore, all progress depends on the unreasonable man, by George Bernard Shaw. So this is here's inside being unreasonable. Yeah, here's to being unreasonable for sure. So I love for you guys to go on Facebook. Um, go to the Wellness Couch Facebook page or the Inside of the Champion's Mind page. Like it first. If you haven't liked it, tell us what you think about, uh, you know, your thoughts on criticism and how you have actually handled criticism. Um, go to com and uh, the summit has just been... Uh, you know just fin finished it's 600 plus people that were there sold out event Um, you should go out and go to the shop you can actually buy the DVDs if you actually listen to this right now you have a chance to buy the DVDs at a a special price special Special price yeah so you only have a few days um, if you're listening to this right up from the beginning when it's released Um, if you get that special price even if you don't get the special price trust me it's well worth it so please go ahead and do that just go to wellnesscouch.com and go to the shop um, tag and then you'll be able to find it there Um, please go to um, subscribe us on itunes and uh you know if you think that this is valuable to you please tell your friends and family and uh, anybody who you believe that will get a bet um, you know really get some great insights from just having a better mindset and while you're there give us a five star rating if we deserve it or and just give us a review there too so this is inside the champion's mind a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything that you this is lawrence tam and marcus pierce see you on the next episode this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.
1: Hi, Damien Christoph from 100 Not Out Here. Wow, what a wellness summit we had in Melbourne. 600 people filled the Crown Conference Centre to listen to Cindy O'Meara and her Up For a Chat colleagues, David Gillespie, Ron Ehrlich... Nicole Bilgema and the Wellness Guys, of course. And guess what? We recorded every single minute of it. That's right. You can see nine world-class speakers with over seven hours of footage in the comfort of your own home. How cool is that? The best news is until midnight Saturday the 7th, September 2013, this pack is just $147. Then it'll go to $197. So to pre-order your Wellness Summit Home Study Program for just $147, go to www.thewellnesscouch.com and click on Shop.